2: Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere,
3: 24-7-365. Welcome to The Secret to Everything. I am Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and as always, I am so Excited, and it is my privilege to be with you today. And it is our privilege to have one of my very favorite all time guests since I've been doing this show for about five years, and that is Mr. Jody Cook. And if you haven't ever heard an interview with Jody, you are going to be on the edge of your seat because he never fails to amuse, fascinate, and entertain all in a very educational way. In fact, I'd like to call Mr. Jody Cook... The number one Bigfoot and dogman researcher in the entire world. And that's just my personal opinion. And you will probably have the same opinion as me by the time the show is done. But first, we're going to talk about a couple of things. And I thought since I've been kind of negative the last couple weeks, Um, I'm going to do a little meditation and kind of bring the energy down before we bring the energy back up and just kind of go into a little bit of a chill state. So I'm going to sample you guys a joy meditation from our holiday frequency meditations that we put out this year. So if you want more information, you can go to my website at secrettoeverything.com. So we're going to take a deep breath and we're going to go into the time, space, matrix and the quantum field. We're take another deep breath, and we're going to begin to clear the energetic pathways in our DNA, in our cells, in our brain, and in our energy field. And we're going to comb through and remove any resistance particles that saturate our being in this time, in this space, and in this reality. And we're going to slowly open up to receive this meditation or this meditation sample. Our ability to choose, we're gonna amp up, and our ability to receive joy this holiday season. Most of us have never felt unbridled joy, we've never found the exquisite kind, the kind that steals your breath and leaves you wondering how you could even absorb one more moment of what we call this human experience. But today, you and I, we choose joy in any way that it comes for us. We allow our energy to direct powerful frequencies of joyful expansion, and we allow these to dance along our DNA, our emotions, and our mind However we choose. And we're going to breathe joy in. Bet you never done that. And we're going to do it. One, two, three, four, five. And we're going to breathe joy out. And we're going to do that to others. One, two, three, four, five. And joy like every other feeling, every other emotion has its own frequency so we now invoke the frequency of joy into this space over these radio waves wherever you are in whatever country whatever time zone in whatever circumstance we bring you the frequency of joy into this time into this dimension and into your physical body you are now living in and as a soul an eternal soul we surround ourselves with platinum with gold with copper And we decide, make the decision to keep any other energy or person or even situation from stealing our joy. We celebrate every breath that we take. We delight in living truly in the moment. Deep contentment cannot be bought or change despite our circumstances. For it is the journey of joy that leads us forward when all hope seems gone. It is in those moments, those irreplaceable moments that keep us going inside and despite darker times. It is the birthright of each one of us. Yes, it is even the birthright of you. Perhaps you are not familiar with joy. Perhaps it has eluded you, hidden, and dodged you thus far. Today, we say together, you and I, know more. Today, maybe for the first time, we allow the possibility of joy to enter our being, our energy field, and our very selves. Today, we choose joy. Again, for some, and the first time for others, but still we choose. Choosing joy is the ultimate act of self-care and self-nurturing. We cannot rely on any outside thing, event, or even person to create the wellspring of joy. Joy comes from our relationship with our creator and ourselves and, and nothing beyond that. So take a moment and drop down into your third chakra, the bottom of your stomach area, the center of your being. Settle there lightly and allow the possibility of joy to be birthed from your power center for the very first time. And like I said, that's just a sample from our holiday meditations. If you guys want the full shebang with many other meditations with frequencies underneath, then you'll want to check out our holiday meditations on the secret to everything Dot .com so we'll be back with Mr. Jo- Jody Cook and we'll be talking about kind of a weird subject to follow that which is Bigfoot and Dogman and all things cryptozoology right here on the secret to everything
4: Aloha, and I'll see you in mystical Maui.
2: How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today, Know the Name, Know the Person, or visit www.KnowTheName.com. That's www.KnowTheName.com.
3: Welcome back to The Secret to Everything. I am Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and with me today is Mr. Jody Cook, and we are going to talk about something that childhood nightmares are made of, and that is the subject of werewolves. Also, I don't know why. We'll talk to Jody about that. Nowadays, they're called dogmen, so we'll have to ask Jody why that is, but who is Mr. Jody Cook? He is one of the most active Bigfoot researchers, I would say, in the world. Originally, he was a member of the Cincinnati UFO Research Group, ASK or ask, but realized that he was truly fascinated with cryptozoology. And he has been studying Bigfoot since 1991. And he says he's the author of several books, but he has a lot of books and I'm not going to read them. I own many of them and they are absolutely phenomenal. He um, has written about the Mothman. He has written about werewolves and zombies and Bigfoot. So if you guys are into cryptozoology, you need to go on Amazon and Google him and definitely get a hold of his stuff but i know jody that once we get going or once i get going that we're going to run out of time so i'm going to welcome you to the secret to everything again for the fourth or fifth time thank you so much for being here
0: uh thank you love to be here
3: yeah i i love what you do so Me too. And, and we always get into some really great conversations. I have so many questions, partly Jody, because my own experience with cryptozoology has drastically changed even since the last time we've talked, but could you, I know you said that, you know, you started in this UFO group and I'm familiar with your story, but why do you think cryptozoology holds such an appeal to you? What is it that grabbed you and hasn't let you go for all these years?
0: it it's just the you know the wonder of the existence um you know the thrill of the hunt type thing you know um it, my my whole thing is you know i i really don't want to find the answer because once you find the answer to something then it's it's, it's done you know and um it, it it's fun it, it's fun to do uh when i first got into it <clears throat> i mean i can honestly say it uh definitely obsessed I was obsessed with it. I mean, truly obsessed with it. And, um, it, it does, it kind of grabs you, um, because it's, it's a whole thing about wondering and, you know, um, the possibilities of other things, you know, outside our realm and, you know, of our everyday living and things like that, the possibility that something like this can exist, you know, um, how, how it can, um, how it can be found, how it, um, how it hides, you know, and not be able to be seen and, you know, for, you know, centuries, you know, and things. And that's what kind of, you know, kind of interesting, you know, because you can go back and you can see the actual history of it, you know, you know, through history, through, you know, old newspaper articles and stories and, you know, things from other people, you know, talking about, you know, the stories they had from their parents and grandparents and things. So that that's what I kind of find really interesting you know, about it. It's just like you said, it just it just grabs you. There's no other way to just just, you know, to describe it.
3: You know, it's funny that you say it grabs you because I've been interested in all these things, you know, the occult, the paranormal, cryptozoology since I was a little girl like many children are. And many times I've tried to give up cryptozoology and even the paranormal and I always end up right back in it. It's it's like you said it's extremely magnetic. It is the thrill of the hunt. It, it's absolutely fascinating. I want to start and I know you want to talk about dogman, and so do I No,
1: <laughs> but, no. <laughs> but,
3: but I, I want to start kind of with the the Bigfoot phenomena because mm-hmm. you spent Jody, you were like known like I when I think of you, now I think of you with dogman, but I used to think of you like almost synonymous with Bigfoot, you know, Bigfoot Jody Keck, mm-hmm. same thing, no offense. <laughs> but um you know so talk to us a little bit about the transition from Bigfoot to Dogman, and share with me some of your most interesting, maybe an interesting story, and your most interesting observations from all the years that you wrote all those books mm-hmm. about Bigfoot.
0: You know, I, like I said, I was doing Bigfoot stuff, um, you know, for about 25 years total. And when I first got into it, you know, um, it, it, it was, it was fun. You know, you met a lot of people. I, I kind of, at this point, like, you know, I stepped out of the Bigfoot stuff and went straight into the dogman stuff. And the reason why I, this is my personal opinion. Okay. Um, why I got out of the Bigfoot field was that, you know, it, it, it got to the point where it, it, it became a click. It became, um, a okay. members only club type thing, you know, uh, if you didn't have the right last name, you know, you weren't speaking at a conference. If you didn't belong to a certain organization, you know, you weren't speaking at a conference. I mean, it, it kind of got to that point. And, um, there were just so much inner fighting, you know, with it, within, you know, the field, um, you know, everybody. It seemed like everybody, you know, was trying to get this million dollar picture or this million dollar mm-hmm. video, and there's no money to be make, made in the film, you know. And the the thing of it is, it, you know, it, it's all the same people speaking at the same conferences all across the country, talking about the same stuff. And it's, you know, and and what I believe it's because, like I said, you know, I've been doing this for 25 years. It, it's time for to bring new blood in. It's time to bring new people in to see what they have to say, what they have found, you know, and it just got to the point. They don't want to do that. They're so afraid that, you know, one of these new guys who started a group last week is going to get that, you know, <laughs> big, big shot, you know, and that, and they're going to get upset about it because the people who they would rather get the shot, it's not going to get it. And, and it kind of got to that point and, you know, um, uh, it, 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 it's, it's a very backstabbing field. And I'm sorry to say it, you know, um, like I said, I've been doing it for like 25 years. We have a conference here in Ohio. Okay. The largest Bigfoot conference in, in, in the country. I'm not kidding. This thing is huge. And I've mm. never once spoke at this conference, Wow. <laughs> you know, because I don't belong to a certain organization, you know, and you know, it's, it's, to me, I felt, I felt that you know um you know here i am i you know at the time i was you know it was just me and another guy that were like the only bigfoot researchers in ohio and you know all these other groups are coming in and stuff um you know i've done you know quite a few things on television radio you know books and anything like that but i was never ever asked to speak at the at the conference you know it's not because you know i had a bad reputation or anything like that it's just you know it's one of these things that, you know, the people who run these conferences belong to a certain organization and they would rather have researchers who belong to their organization speak at these conferences. And, you know, in all these really good, right now, like in Ohio, there's, there's, you know, about a dozen really good researchers that will never ever speak at these conferences because they refuse to, you know, become a member of a certain organization, you know, and things and and it, it it's gotten to that point and it is it, it's very sad and i mean i love the field don't get me wrong i love doing what i was doing and i still do it on my own you know but um it's just like i said it it just got to the point where you know it it's just a click i mean it's like high school i mean there's no other way to describe it you know and you know so i kind of got out of it into the public light part of dealing with bigfoot you know, um, you know, and I, I do it on my own, you know, and whatever information I found, you know, um, you know, I keep to myself, you know, uh, the evidence and stuff that I, you know, that I've got. And, you know, and to me, that's fine. I, you know, I don't need, I'm not in this field to make money. I'm not in this field to, you know, uh, to get 15 minutes of fame. I'm in this field to trying to find a truth out about this subject, you know, about this creature, you know, and, and that's that's my passion. You know, I don't need to be speaking at conferences and, and, and doing shows and things like that, you know, in order to get, the you know, um, to be noticed. I mean, I get noticed because, you know, I, I'm 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 a good person. People respect me. I show respect to other people and I don't mind sharing information, you know, but it it, it that's kind of like how the field is. And, it, and it's 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 really sad. And I know you know it's it's like that in the paranormal field and ufology uh-huh. and things like that. <clears throat> but the thing of it is, we're never going to find the truth if we don't work together. If we just don't, you know, stop, you know, putting, you know, you know, um, you know, pushing away people because you know they don't think the way you do, or you know they don't want to wear the same T-shirt that you do you know, and, and it, it's, 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 it's like that. And it's, it's, it's sad. It really, it's really sad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know other way to put it, but say, you know, but like I said, I do it on my own and I do, you know, uh, I love doing it. I, there's a lot of good ev- ev- or evidence that I've found, um, that I've had primatologists look at, you know, and they agree with me with what it is and things. And that's, you know, that's all I need. I don't need to, you know, jump in the limelight and, you know, say, Hey, looky, this is what I have, you know? So I, I kind of, you know, you know, was getting a lot of these dogman reports and that's how I just said, you know, I'm very mm-hmm. interested and I've always been interested in that subject. So I'm going to go jump into that and put my time and my effort into that. And I can still do the Bigfoot stuff, you know, doing what I'm doing with the dogman stuff. And what was so interesting about it, I would, you know, go back and look at some of these old Bigfoot reports that I have that was going in the 80s and in the 90s. And, you know, these reports where people were saying, well, you know, i seen this Bigfoot, but, the, you know, he kind of had like a snout, you know, or he mm. kind of had pointy ears, you know. Uh, he kind of looked more like a dog than he did a Bigfoot because back in the, you know, uh, 80s and 90s, you weren't getting a whole lot of dog man sightings, you mm. know. And uh, at the time they weren't called dogmen. people were still calling them werewolves. And mm. um, so I was looking at these reports and I like, man, these were dogman sightings, what these people were seeing, because when you look at the drawings and you look at the re- you know their description, that's what they were seeing. You know So I look at this that, you know there were just as many dogman sightings as they were Bigfoot sightings in um, you know the '80s and the '90s, and that's what makes it you know, makes it very interesting
3: so Jody let's start with the very basics what is the difference between in your opinion a Bigfoot sighting and the dogman or what's the difference between a Sasquatch and a dogman
2: well
0: the difference is you know a Sasquatch is a a primate in characteristics um the way it looks it uh, you know human um it looks like an ape you know very large very muscular um you know, very human face, um, you know, very characteristics of of human and ape. Dogman, the characteristics are more of a dog, a canine-type creature. When you see it, you automatically, that's your first impression, it's a dog, canine. Um, Because of the way, you know, uh, the legs are, the tail, you know, um, the the large snout, the high-pointed ears, you know, the very, like I said, you know, dog characteristics to it. And that's the difference. But when people are seeing these things at a distance because of the size and the body Mm -hmm. built, it can easily be misidentified as a Bigfoot or as a dog man. And that's what was, has been going on, you know, through the last couple of years, you know, when people see this, you know, they see the characteristics in, in both, you know, but, you know until they get a closer look they can't really tell exactly what it was but they knew it was something one of the two
3: okay so we're getting a lot of and you you think this has been going on for a number of years a lot of mixed reports where maybe one is being mistaken for the other and Mm -hmm. possibly even you know vice versa if a dogman runs by you may think it's a sasquatch so we'll be right back After this break with more Jody Cook, uh, Dogmen, Sasquatch, all things cryptozoology, right here on The Secret to Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge.
4: While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics, from astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition. We'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwelda Wiyaka, and The Science of Magic, right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net.
2: A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny 11 AOL.com or visit his website.
5: Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best selling book, Secret to Everything at No Cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X Zone. That's right, transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X Zone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free.
3: Welcome back to The Secret to Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. We are here with Mr. Jody Cook, and we are talking about all things cryptozoology, but we're kind of focusing in now on what is commonly known as the werewolf nowadays. I don't know why, but we call them dogmen. Jody, can you clear that up? Why did we used to call them werewolves, and now everybody calls them dogmen? Let's start with that. Well,
0: I, I I can't really honestly say how the name dogman actually came um, into existence other than the sightings that took place in Michigan is where the named Dogman actually started um and what people were describing it as a man dog that it was a a canine type creature that had characteristics of a human because it was standing upright it was walking upright uh it used its arms or used its hands much like a human but it was still uh characteristics of a dog so that's how the dog man um uh name more or less come about now i have an old newspaper article um back in the 1930s where um the they described it as half man half dog the creature mm. in in that particular uh newspaper article so that's that's how um it, i i believe that is how the name came about um From the sightings that took place in Michigan. Because, like I said, that's really where the name actually came out of. Well, unless. Out of Michigan with their sightings.
3: Let's follow that train of thought. So, when we think of a werewolf, or when I think of a werewolf, I think of a man or woman that changes, I don't want to be sexist here, (laughs) equal opportunity werewolves, that changes, you know, the full moon, yada, yada, into a wolf dogman creature right. that's the common legend of the werewolf what i right. hear you kind of saying is and and i don't really want to get way off into shapeshifters because that's another show and right. another topic and i know right. you're aware of that but you're what i hear you saying is is this a being that doesn't change back and forth is this creature always the same i guess is what i'm asking
0: yeah he's he's a flesh and blood creature he it's a species of how how can I say this it's a species of canine that's capable of walking and where its front paws are more like human hands than they are of what you would say a dog front paw would be um In my opinion, I believe that this creature's always been here, and it's it's just a breed of some type of canine type creature you know, is it uh, related to, you know, the dog or the wolf? I do, I do believe that, that it is, but I believe it's its own separate species of creature. Um, Now, like you said, a lot of people believe in, you know, when you think of werewolves is someone changing, there is some belief, uh, you know, in the, the dog man um, phenomenon that that does take place. I don't, believe in it. Um, I, I, I just think it's, it's, it's physically impossible for a human to transform in, into, um, a werewolf. Um, I mean, your bones, I, I would imagine would have to be cartilage or <clears throat> something, you know what I'm saying? In order to, mm-hmm. to form the way it does. I mean, I think it would probably destroy your organs, you know, doing that. Um, but I, I I've talked to people that truly believe that, <clears throat> that, you know, they, there are, you know, human beings that's able to transform into a, a creature. Um, I've been on cases where people have told me that. Um, but, you know, like it's, uh, like I said, I have not seen any, anything to convince me that it it does. I just think, like you said, it's a typical flesh and blood creature that's always, been here um and it kept itself um very good at keeping itself not from being seen for a lot of years so so jody why
3: now why is it being seen now and where would we see these creatures because i have to tell you i'm i'm looking for land in north carolina right now to build a house and literally and maybe it's my abilities i don't know half the time i don't know if it's my abilities or i'm really seeing and Mm -hmm. we'll talk about the cloaking thing in a little bit but I see these things in pictures that people post of land. I see these things, Bigfoot I'm talking about, Sasquatch, I think, Mm -hmm. maybe it's not, and you know, maybe it is a mix. But I see these things driving down the road. Now I live in the foothills of mountains in a Mm -hmm. rural area. So, you know, maybe that has something to do with it. And then of course, when we go out in Mm -hmm. the deep mountains in the Blue Ridge Parkway and all of that, to my friends' houses, their habitation sites, And all that means, for those of you guys that don't know, is that these people live among them and they live among the people. But um, so why do I not see Dogman? Or would you say that maybe I do?
0: Well, the the thing is with with Dogman, um, you know, Bigfoot signs are pretty prevalent, meaning that, you know, they're seen all over, you know, um, the continental United States and, you know, uh, Canada. Dogman is... For, for a long period of time, they were just like small pocket areas, you know, uh. in the United States and in Canada where these sightings were actually taking place. As time was going on, that pocket's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you know. And, I mean, that's what we're finding out uh, with our organization, you know, the data that we're getting. I mean, they're just – the sightings are just being overwhelmed you know, in in places where, you know, I would never thought a dogman sighting would ever took place, and we're getting these sightings, um, and they're getting more and more prevalent, which is you know, which is good, you know, in my case. But why is it they're they're getting more notice? I I think because of you know, the the fact that we are intruding in their their home by building by logging. Um, and that's why we're getting a lot of that Bigfoot sightings, I believe also,
1: okay. um,
0: that the, the food source in different areas may have something to do with it, you know, um, and they're, they're coming out of, you know, their comfort zone to look for food and doing that they're, you know, getting human contact. And that could be, you know, a reason why, you know, this is, this is happening. And, um, but it's just like you said, it's just within, you know, the last year I've seen this a major jump in the amount of sightings from last year to this year in different parts of the country. I, I mean, just I mean, not not necessarily just in rural areas. I'm talking in residential areas, you know, that these sightings are taking place. And that's and that's scary if you, if you think about it. You know, um, there's one particular case uh, in Akron, Ohio, and a metro park there. We know that these things are being seen in this metro park, and they've been seen going across the road from the park, you know, going into, you know, the condominium areas and going through the dumpsters for food. Wow. You know, so, you know, and this is a high, you know, visual, you know, residential area, you know that this is, you know, that this is taking place. And it's not just, you know, in Akron, it's different parts of, you know, different parts of the country, you know, where that, you know, sightings like this are taking place. And like you said, it's only one or two things. You know, the environment's changing for them, making them come out, or the food source, you know, is making them come out. Because animals generally try to kind of stay away from human contact or try to stay away from um, something that's going to put them, I guess, in danger is the best way to say it. You know, I, I, you know, I'm sure animals are smart enough to know that, you know, a moving car could be danger for them, you know, um, but, you know, or a human could be danger to them other than, you know, a food source. But um, they generally, I imagine, would not want to make contact, you know, with, with anyone, um, you know, if they're better off not being seen, it's safer for them, you know, they're, you know, cause most predators, you know, don't have another predator that they would seem to want to worry about, you know, there are other predators that's in competition with them, but I'm talking about another predator that they're fair of, you know, being so, I mean, that's only, that's, that's only, the only way I can honestly think that's why we're getting all these sightings that are taking place is strictly, you know, because of those two reasons. I could be wrong, but um, those are the two best reasons that, you know, um, that most researchers can come up with at this time.
3: So... I've heard both sides of this. I think it's a little bit of a debate. Do Bigfoot and Dogman run together? I've also seen pictures, I don't know if they're fake or not, of different heads of different species hung from trees in different territories. So um, kind of go into that a little bit. Are they friends? Are they enemies? Do they run together? Do they you know, have territories? What's your opinion on all of that?
0: You know, I'm I, i, I I'm sure they've ran, in, ran across to each other. Okay, I'm I'm sure that is uh, definitely taking place. Um, I don't think that um, they would be friends, you know, to be honest, because you know, um, you know, one's one's an apex predator, the other one, you know, um, is a very strong creature you know, um, and I'm sure, like you said, they ran across each other. I'm sure they probably got in scrimmages with one another, but I, I, I think they have a mutual respect. Don't mess with me. I don't mess with you. Don't come in my area. I don't come in your area.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And, um, I, I, I truly believe that there's a lot of researchers that believe that, but I'm sure, you know, they're going to get restless and, you know, you know, pick a fight, you know, um, and, and things because, you know, things just don't like to stay in boundaries. And like you said, if the food source is gone, they're going to go into another boundary looking for it. So um, there, there's been reports, you know, of um, scrimmages between both. Um, the both. Native American culture, depending on what tribe that you, you know, speak about or speak to, each one will tell you that, you know, they've had, you know, these two creatures have mutual understandings with each other. Don't mess with me. I don't mess with you type thing. Um, But uh, sooner or later, you know, competition is going to take place and, you know, they're, they're going to meet up and they're going to, you know, do what they have to do in order to survive. I, I would probably put my money on Bigfoot because of strength, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, (laughs) you know, in in a fight, but, you know, I don't think dog man um, a dog man is going to go, one on one with a Bigfoot, I think he's gonna he's gonna go more than one on one, you know. Um, and things, uh, I I don't know. I, I'd love to see it. It would be it would be awesome to see two of them in Mortal Kombat, you know, to see what the outter you know outterm is. But uh, um, like you said, I would I would put my money on Bigfoot, you know, when when it comes to something like that.
3: So where do I go if I'm hunting, and I don't mean literally of course but yeah, i'm looking yeah. for dog dogman um where do i go to find one in your opinion
0: well I, the, here's the thing what i would do first is i would do research and to find out you know if there's any sightings within you know my general area or within my mm-hmm. state that would be my first thing if if there's not then i would go and find out what's closest um you know the, the thing of what what You know a lot of people don't understand is that you know you you are not gonna find it if you go out looking for it you know they 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 find you and if they want to be noticed they're gonna be you know they're gonna let you know to be noticed but um, I would go where they have been a high amount of uh, okay let me cut you off
3: there Jody we will get right back I'm gonna dig into that a little bit right on the other end commercial break right here on the secret everything
1: xzbn.net
2: did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or wi-fi you can still listen to the x-zone radio show with rob mcconnell the science of magic with Guilda wiaka x-1 dimension x
5: Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well, then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free.
2: GeneX provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net.
3: Welcome back to The Secret to Everything. I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and we are in the middle of a very, just getting really super interesting discussion about all things scripture zoology, but right now we are talking about the dog man. And we left off and you said something I find rather profound. You said with the dog man, you don't really go looking for them. They kind of come and find you. What did you mean by that? Because I've kind of wondered myself if I'm seeing Bigfoot because I want to see Bigfoot or if they want me to see them. So it's interesting that you're saying the exact same thing kind of that I'm observing about dog man. So is there a trust thing? Do they have a, I'm sure they have a sixth sense. I mean, they're canine niche creatures. So can they kind of read people? Is that what you're saying?
0: No, it's one, what I'm saying is that, you know, if if you're going out looking for, you know, Bigfoot looking for Dogman, man, you're not going to find them. Okay. I mean, oh, they're gonna you hide. Know, people who, <clears throat> right. Okay. <clears throat> the thing is when people have, have sightings of Bigfoot, or sightings of dog man from what I can tell from the reports that we're getting is that I would say about 90% of them was that because they ran across them, meaning Accidentally. That it,
5: Accidentally.
0: Yeah, it was an accident. It was an accidental, you know, encounter. Um, I, like you said, you know, uh, probably 10% of what we have now with other researchers, it might be different, but with, with me, about 10% of the sightings, it was basically, they let that individual know that they were there, you know, and, um, for whatever reason it was because they came upon them when they, you know, were doing something where they were hunting or they had a kill, you know, or... They were stalking you and they were letting you know. And yeah. like I said, some of the reports that we've got, um, we, we've got quite a few like that. I mean, um, one, one of the guys on our team was um, down in, I believe it was North Carolina. And um, he was going down a uh, dirt road at night with his wife. He was in his truck, had a trailer on the back. Something hit the side of the trailer. So he stops the vehicle. He gets out. Uh, looks to see what hits the vehicle. Um, I think he said it was probably about um, 10 to 20 yards, give or take. This creature was standing in the road there behind the trailer where he was able to see it, and he described it as your typical dog man, very canine looking, and it was just standing there watching him. And Uh. he had a revolver on him. And as he was getting ready to pull the revolver out, he noticed that there was one right there on his right-hand side looking at him. And Mm -hmm. what he was saying, what he felt, he says it was just like the movie Jurassic Park where that ranger saw that raptor. That raptor let him see him while the other one came around and flanked him. And He said that's how he felt. So he pulled his weapon out and he discharged his weapon at it. He believed he hit the one. God uh, but the, but you know thats that's a, that's one of these encounters where they let you know that they're there. Um, there's another one in Wisconsin. the guy was walking his dog, and his dog started to you know go a little bit crazy, and he you know trying to figure out why his dog, and he sees this creature standing in the wood line there, you know watching them. And, you know, he was able to get, you know, a pretty good, decent picture on his cell phone Mm. of this creature. And, you know, we have it on our website. And, um, you know, so, you know, these are the type of encounters I'm saying where they, you know, let you know that they're there. I generally, in my belief, I don't think they're, they want to let you know they're there. They're just going to let you go ahead and pass on by, you know, um, but like i said it, it comes to these certain times where they they actually let you know that they're there so when i say you know he'll find you before you find them
5: Gosh, you know, yeah.
0: but to get back to your first question you know look just do research on where their sightings at what areas where they they were sightings and just you know start there another good place to check is that if you go to google and you type in dogman sighting map and Google will bring up a map of the whole world and it will have wow. every single dogman sighting in the whole world in every single location. And that is a good place to go start, you know, and you can find your state and it will bring up every single sighting that was in your state and how, what this, and what does Google basically, they follow people like us um, who are researchers and we it, you know, to them, they, there's a particular site that you can go to and report it to, and they'll go ahead and put it on their map. And that's how, you know, you can find out where everything is. And that, that's, like you said, that's a good place to start.
3: Wow. I had no idea. That is like an awesome tip. Yeah. So, okay. Does law enforcement and, or the government and, or any other groups that, have our best interests at heart. Do they know about these creatures? Are we being lied to or, or do they think that it would cause some kind of public uproar? what's your, I know you have a lot of knowledge kind of about that. I know you
5: no, well, speak the, to The, the thing of it law is force, law,
2: but... law
0: enforcement, law enforcement has code names for Bigfoot. They call it a black cow um, for dog man. They call it the black dog. So if a police officer gets a report or gets a sighting, when he calls it over his radio, he's going to say, yeah, there's a black cow report or someone's seen a black cow or someone's seen a black dog. You know, that's their code name. So people like you and I, we don't think twice about it. But law enforcement, they do know that. And I've got that confirmed through law enforcement. I've got that confirmed through you know, Department of Natural Resources, Natural Resources here in Ohio, and uh, from you know guys that I work with, um, you who know, I know uh, from the uh, U.S. Forestry Service, has all you know both you know all of them have said and told me those 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 are their code words. You know, so are they trying to hide the fact law enforcement is not? You know, because their number one thing is is public safety. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, the US Forestry Service and most state DNRs, yes, I truly believe that they are trying to hide it from us. Um, and things. Uh I, I've been on I've been on investigations where the you know DNR has been there and, you know, literally just removed us, you know, uh from the investigation. Um, I I've been on I, I you know, we were on one um investigation and we were up on the um fence line you know getting our game plan and the dnr guy came up and he was talking to us and he says you know that's a reserved uh preserved area you guys can't go in there and it's like well you know we're not going in there we're just standing here talking you know and right. then we're just i mean we're just we're just talking to this dnr guy about the hunting in the area you know um, you know how good the turkey hunting is, and how good the sure. deer hunting is, and you know, I mean, we even talked about the lock that was on the fence. I mean, you know, the gate. I'm not, I'm not kidding. And then he asked, "Well, what are you guys doing?" And he said, "You know, we're here, you know, looking for the Germantown Dog Man." And wow. he, so he puts his head down. and He says, "Get the hell out of here." Wow. I mean, so he knew. So he knew what what we were talking about, and he knew what we were doing. And the minute we mentioned it you know he had a whole change of attitude so they do know you know what's going on and you know they are trying to hide it from the general public and it's not i it, it's my belief the reason why <clears throat> they're trying to hide it from the general public is one they don't want a, a bunch of people running out there trying to kill this thing sure. you know and putting other people's lives in danger you know because of it and it's you know it's their job to you know protect the species even though they don't want to admit that this
1: <laughs> exists
0: <laughs> you know so and, and that's basically what it what it comes down to um you know uh it, it, it's an apex predator i mean you sure. know um and it could put people's lives in danger and the thing of it is they just honestly they just don't have the resources in my belief to you know to handle something like that. U.S. Forestry Service probably does, you know, but you know you have to put resources, you have to put money, sure. you have to put manpower in there, sure. and a lot of them just don't want to do it.
3: Absolutely, well, Jody, I have like a million more questions, and you and I could probably talk for eight to twenty four hours about this topic. yeah you shares, need to do
0: you need to start talks. doing a two hour show
3: <laughs> I do I honestly I really do and yeah, <laughs> because
0: by the time you get to the end of the hour, I mean that's when it's start yeah, starting getting good and juicy and really you know good
3: aren't we? That's right, but let everyone know where they can find you, uh, how they can join your organization and report their own sightings and how to get a hold of you okay.
0: Our uh, organization is called the North American Dogman Project. We have a website, which is www.northamericandogmanproject.com. They can go to the website. They can, you know, look at everything that's on the website or your reports, um, you know, citing reports. They can look at, you know, documents that we have on there. Uh, they can submit a report. They can join the organization. Um, you know, um, well, there's a lot going on right now um so if you send a message um if we don't get back with you right away we will get back with you we just kind of changed around our email servers and and stuff so that may take a couple of days for us to get back with you um they can look my books up on amazon just type in my name jody cook and uh they can find my books there but uh you know or look for me on facebook we also have a uh, facebook page the north american dogman project does
3: Absolutely. And you can also go to old archives of The Secret to Everything and we've yeah. got lots of great conversations, Jody and I do there. Thank you so much, Jody. I oh, love any, you, any
0: time. Big any fan. Time.
3: Big supporter. <laughs> Look forward to talking to you again. Take care. Yeah. Tune you in. Too. Thank you so much. Tune in next Bye. week Thank for you. another thrilling edition of The Secret to Everything.